guys welcome back again to another episode of gaming with the watts i am one of your hosts i am mario and i'm hanging out with my daughter dominique and this is the podcast that talks to you about gaming from the actual gamer standpoint and today we are doing a recap and a reaction to day three of e3 so uh care to tell the people how you're doing today dominique I am doing fine today. We just got done watching E3. Okay. Well, yeah, um, it's definitely a, a wrap up. Um, I want to try to get this up as soon as I possibly can. That way tomorrow um, I can, um, you know, be free from E3. <laughs> um, but um guys go to the website i mean go to uh, wherever you get your podcast and check out we have a recap for day one we had a recap for day uh two and uh this is going to be the recap for day three which is some interesting things i must admit a few things that i think maybe were not interesting to me actually were and won me over so uh we'll get into all of that but just want to tell you real quick um if we're out there in those digital and social media streets please uh go to the face i mean not the facebook page go to the twitter page the youtube page and the instagram page like subscribe share comment and you could catch us anywhere that you choose to get your podcast at uh we're on um google podcast we're on apple podcast we're on uh, anchor spotify so we're out there so if you can't find us then that's a you issue but no no i'm joking i'm joking just just um hang out with us every chance you get okay and uh we really uh do appreciate that so with that being said dominique let's kick this thing off um Tell me what were some of your highlights from today at E3? I got well before we get into it. I guess we'll start with, you know, go down the list and uh, we'll just take it from however they presented and 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 like that. So first up, we had um, the pregame show, which we kind of, you know, uh, you know, it, it it I mean it is that it's just a pre-show. So we'll skip right to the Verizon thing. Um, how do you feel about that? Uh, I guess I, I feel pretty all right. They were talking about um, being five, 5G would be ready for gamers. And I think they were talking about uh, a scholarship for women to get them more into the gaming, which I, I guess is always good to see. <laughs> yes. Um, they pretty much um today um to be perfectly honest with you um today was seemed like the day that like somebody between the esa the people who uh run the um uh e3 and some of the companies and maybe developers chose today to be inclusion day you know uh e equal opportunity day for people of color and for women because it seems like that was the theme for today and i refuse to believe that 
these companies individually just thought on the same day to do this. So this had to be a, a, a concerned effort overall for the people who put on E3 to say, hey, let's just throw all of this on today. Um, wouldn't you agree with that or, or, or you don't you don't see it that way? Probably slotted, you know, inclusion day because you know everything, know, inclusion stuff in the in between uh, wait, are you using your microphone because you're breaking up? Yes, okay. Um, what did you say again? You were breaking up. I, I said, yes, I agree, because today in, in between the intermissions and between showcases, they're always uh, talking about inclusion with the occasional sponsorship of E3. Okay, okay. So from the Verizon uh, presentation, they pretty much just was um, a long-form commercial advertising 5G. I mean, pretty much that's all it was. Just telling you what the capabilities of 5G, telling you that they got it in stadiums around uh, the country, telling you that you're able to do multiple things um, as far as uh, 5G go uh, from the mobile aspect. So it was pretty much a long form infomercial about 5G. And that's all you can really say about that. And and that's that's that i mean other than that uh is there anything else you would like to add to that uh no not really it's just uh i guess Verizon was there to uh just uh say about stuff about e3 and stuff okay now let's go to the next one let's go to to be perfectly honest my surprise of the day the intellivision um they're bringing out a system um that's not meant to compete with uh, Nintendo or Microsoft or Sony, but it's called the Amico. And it's more of a niche type thing that's for uh, people who are just wanna be able to pick up games and kind of be able to play, kind of go, cause it's supposed to be simple, uh, easy to use, as they say in a simple form factor, easy for your grandmama to pick up or your, that spouse that doesn't play games. And I initially told Dominique, I said, that this is gonna be for people my age who just remember Intellivision, Atari and things like, and, and those systems. But then as he got to explaining to me some of the, the things that it does, he actually took me from being in a negative mindset saying that this is catered to a very specific group of people to that specific person that he was talking to was me. <laughs> he, 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 he convinced me because it has some very useful um features what do you, what did you think about the television amico system uh, i think it was pretty cool my only concern is though uh, is about uh you know how it might not catch on with people and that's then making it no go ahead oh, oh and then making it for people like you who do enjoy it you know only really investing for it i guess it's kind of niche just because it didn't caught on yeah and that's that's the only concern you would have about it being niche you know and not catching on with the overall masses because like one of the guys said after the presentation that it's hard to ask a person to go buy something especially if it costs 
you know, a certain amount of money when all your friends are playing on, you know, the Nintendo Switch or the Xbox or, or, or the Sony uh, PlayStation. And then you go out and be this lone wolf that's over there playing this particular game and nobody else is playing that game and or either has the system but you. So the question is, when, you know, how many uh, people hands can you put this in? And I think that it would be more like a party type game or because it's, it's it's more geared as they said for people that's playing local sitting next to each other on the couch or you're having a party you're able to play spades you're able to you know uh do a lot of different things um so i i, I mean they really did win me over with some of the uh features do, would, would you care to go over some of the features that they talked about or do you remember oh i remember i remember them talking about like if you and your friends both had one, and if you brought your thing over and put it onto the little pad thing, is that they recognize it as yours and you can play the games that you have. Yeah, and that's a really uh, good feature. The little joysticks they had looked like, uh, you know, cell phones and it was touch screen. And they said that with whatever games you have, uh, it will recognize your joystick, but if you take your joystick over to your friend's house who had the same Amico system and you put your joystick into their charging little portal, I mean, you know, the little uh, thing that charges it up or that recognizes the joystick, it will automatically recognize it as your joystick and bring your games over to your friend's house. And to me, that is, that's that's one hell of a uh, thing. And, um, do you remember another feature that it had? Uh, yes, uh, the thing about just tapping gift cards up against it and it like automatically put that in there. Yes, and that is a really cool feature too as well. I'm just testing to see if you remember because I do because I, I really, this thing really, uh, that day presentation really won me over. I cannot lie. So I'm gonna give them a nine out of 10 for their presentation because I, I, I thought it would be just a niche thing, just a little fly by night that probably wouldn't catch on, but I left the presentation feeling intrigued. And we all have had gift cards where you have to go jump through hoops just to get the gift card onto uh, into your account or onto your system. You gotta swipe the back of the card. Uh, first, you gotta call to see how much it is. Then you gotta go to some website and put the numbers in. Then that website sometimes give you a number to put into your stores, whatever, uh, eShop, the Nintendo store, Xbox store. It spits you out a code and you gotta go take that code, put into the store, just to get it over to your system and sometimes it's very frustrating but this yes this right here is just a game changer where if you just felt like it had a bar read or whatever and you bought a gift card for this particular amico system and just put it up there and bing it automatically goes to where it needs to go to whether it be your joystick overall system function that to me is worth his weight in gold right there alone um for me i so. think technically um i think the 10 nintendo and playstation or at least the nintendo could do that right now because they have the amiibo readers and stuff so they can easily do that with their gift card it's Yes, yes, I, 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 I think that is uh, 100%, especially if you have like a PlayStation camera or something, 
uh, you should be able to scan your card and bam, it should be able to read it and bam, put it in there. I mean, but I understand the security reason, but for a person who's got used to autofill and all that type of stuff, I am definitely for convenience. I don't want to have to go to two different sites to get two different codes just to unlock something that I spent my money for. It didn't take you two different times to get my money at the store. I shouldn't have to jump through all these hoops to 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 get $20 put on on my account in in, in my system, you know, uh, on my account. So um, that I mean, I, I really was impressed by Intellivision, and they said that they're going to have original games. They're going to redo some of the old school games that people like me fell in love with. They said they were going to bring some old school back, but they were going to do reimaginings of them, bring them back into today's time. And I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if I ever buy this, but if it get enough press, enough, bu enough buzz, I just might. But I would rather save that money and buy that monitor. So, um, what yeah. would you give in? What, what would you give in television and the, the Amico system? And do you think um, is it could catch on, or do you just merely see it as it may get a little fall, and then a year and a half, two years from now, it'll just fade to black like a lot of other game consoles? I think it's uh, how much. Uh, it really depends on gamers your age, because people. You know, in their twenties, you know, uh, millennials—they were not into them. They, they would call them a scam or a tax evasion show. They're really not uh, into the into the Amiga. Okay, so what would what's what's the grade or, or nine out of ten or out of ten? What would you uh, rate it? Uh, uh eight point five out of ten. Okay, she gives it an 8.5 out of 10. I give it a 9 out of 10 because uh, for me to go in thinking as negative as I was thinking and for them to completely turn me around and make me excited about it, you got to give him kudos and give them kudos for that. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that was um, um, in 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 television so next thing uh we got is take two interactive and and more so than pre doing any type of presentations this was just a panel of people talking about getting people of color and women uh included you know inclusion into the video game behind the scenes video game uh you know, teaching them from an early age to, that they could be all type of things when it comes related to video games, especially girls and the people of color. So how do you feel about the Take-Two panel uh, discussion on I, inclusion? Uh, I guess it, it was uh, pretty good. I do think um, they at the very least should have like had a game reel to accompany in the panel and stuff or like to show our like it's like hey before we walk off to show to show how we really appreciate inclusion and stuff uh how we appreciate the women the, the black people the gtlb plus well here here's a game you know with uh, all those uh inclusion elements in into it okay well it's not really much to say about this one they didn't talk about they didn't release a game or anything like that and um, two, it is what it is. They just pretty much talked about inclusion 
and there's nothing really to say about that other than that um if you qualify for the job man woman black brown blue purple i just want the best people if i'm making a game the best qualified people to do the job and if you out there and you still being gender biased and uh, uh orientation biased and uh stuff like that then that's a you issue at this particular point it is a business and i want the best people to help me put out the best product i don't care who you're sleeping with i don't care what your sexual preference is i don't care if you man woman or whatever i want the best talent possible and all that other stuff we can check at the door and and that's that's how i look at it i i could care less what you do with your personal life you here to work i'm here to pay you for a job man woman cat dog alien don't care so it's nothing to really uh give a grade on this it was just a panel just talking about inclusion so i I guess we can we can move on from that but that's just a quick recap of what take two uh did okay mythical gaming um i'll let you talk about this because far as i'm concerned this whole little presentation was kind of weird and confusing to me so what's your take on it um well it's a it's a thing they were talking about the i think they're called nfts and stuff and how they want to try to bring you know uh toy treating and real life toy treating into video game form and stuff they're talking about how they had a level editor you can make any game you want and so that's all i got it from it oh and that's called blinkles okay well i'm glad you was able to get that much from it i'm just gonna say that once you start uh it was just weird and confusing i mean it was just one of those type of things where they just said they did something where you could buy merch and they got a partnership with burberry and they was talking about nfts and cryptocurrency and bitcoin and and I just want to play a game. I, I don't know about all of that. You know what I mean? And to me, it was just kind of weird and just, but in the guy asking, why are you doing this type of game? He was like, just cause nobody else is doing it. You know what I mean? So I don't know, it, it was just weird. That's all I got uh, to really say about that. Never really heard of mythical games and never really heard of this type of genre. So um, they say if you don't have anything nice to say or positive say, don't say anything at all. So that's my, what my uh, position on that. It, it was just weird. Yeah. Um, so next up on the list, we have Indie Showcase. The Indie Showcase. At that particular point, I'm in full disclosure, guys, if you're listening to this podcast, that is where I decided to get up and fix lunch because we had been we we had been watching for a while and I had started to become a little hungry. So when it comes to this indie portion, I'm going to turn it over to Dominique because this is where I went outside and decided to throw some hot dogs on the grill and feed the family. So, Dominique, tell the people how you felt about the indie showcase, because I'm not equipped to say anything about it since I missed it all yeah well it was pretty good only two games interesting though but i guess i could since they only showed six games okay so out of those six games did anything stand out to you did anything pop to you oh uh, yes I, I don't remember the name but it was like um 
a game of where uh, you take care of dogs and stuff and the, you want a dog shelter and if you don't take care of them right, they, they can get sick and have uh, dog related diseases and stuff. Okay. All right. Um, and, 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 and fairness and full disclosure. By the time I got, you know, the, the, the food ready and prepared to take out to the grill, went out, put it on the grill, came back, you know, uh, waiting to go back out and flip the uh, food. I heard them say, all right, well, thank you. That's the end of the indie show. I mean, how long did it last? Because I literally prepared the food, took it out there, put it on. And then as I came back in, before I even flipped it the first time, they saying that it was over. I think it was about 14-ish minutes. Okay, so um, all right. So, what would you give? Um, I I I can't uh, grade it. So, you tell me, what would you uh, give it? Uh, like a five out of ten. Okay, five out of ten. There you go. All right. So next up, we have Freedom Games. I'm assume that this is something that I missed too, because I don't even remember Freedom Games. What does Freedom Games make in, you know, what what was it all about? To be honest, I'm not sure. Because I think I, I went in and went make my uh made my food and then that was also over. <laughs> okay. Um all right, so um after we did um Freedom Game, I know for a fact we watch uh Ben's origin stories with um hector rodriguez i know we we watched that and that pretty much was just uh two friends that started out uh with esports at origin one guy decided to go his own way start his own thing called a hundred d's or a hundred t's or, or something like that but it's okay yeah so it's pretty much two guys talking about um who are friends who are talking about um, esports, and that's what I uh, gather from that. What about you? I guess it was uh, pretty good. I understand why they sent a cursing though, since they clarified beforehand it'll be a seventeen plus dream. Okay. Um, and um, well, it just gave you a little glimpse as into how competitive uh, esports could be, and how much that when you don't do what the people think you should do people have stuff to say about you and ultimately like he said even though we are playing the games for fun um, it is a competition and money has to be made in order to keep talent so you can want to play the games for fun all you want but esport is still a sport and people traditionally athletes get paid for sport so he was like a lot of people don't understand especially other e people who who been in it a long time you know get mad at them for doing things for trying to sell merch and all of that but it is a business and people have to get paid and i above all else understand that so out of that uh just to listen to his story i, I will give it a solid seven out of ten yeah me too okay um and Next up is Capcom. All right. With Capcom, I'm going to say I was very highly disappointed 
I give Capcom right off the bat. I ain't going to pull no punch. It was five out of 10 for me because once I heard that they had already released what they was going to uh, be presenting and then they went according to plan with no curveball, no introduction of a new IP, no, no, no uh, introduction of maybe a Street Fighter Five Ultimate Super Blast Mega Buster Black Panther Edition or nothing like that. Uh, Capcom, I, I, I swear, as time went on, I mean, if, if you could remember, well, you can't remember, but all my old heads remember, Capcom used to be at the forefront of the Street Fighters and, and all the good games, the Mega Mans and all of that, and now it seems like they take all their energy and, and, and put it into the RE, Resident Evil series, and I was just extremely disappointed with Capcom, so mine was 5 out of 10, straight up and down, no special effects. How about you, darling? Yeah, I, I, I give it a 7 out of 10. You know, they had, um, they revealed some more stories about Monster Hunter stories too, and they uh, revealed the release date of um, The Great Ace of Tourney Chronicles, so that that's still pretty good. Even though I know those games you weren't really into, or no Capcom for. Okay, well, once again, as a guy who was expecting more um i just i mean uh, i allowed myself because this is part for the course for capcom but i allowed myself to just think maybe since we didn't have e3 last year just maybe just maybe that they would just throw us a bone and give us something i don't care if it's a game that's just in the concept phases it won't be out to 2024 just throw me something do what do what microsoft did with starfield they didn't give they uh fans or the or they customers or the people who play the game anything that just gave them a steel shot of, of space you know what i'm saying to put starfield on it and and and, and these people have been holding on for almost a year and a half for this damn game and knew nothing about it y'all couldn't at least have done that <laughs> but then people would complain that why you're releasing a game that's so far away from release Yes, but I would rather for you to let your mind wander with the potential of something might be coming than give me nothing. You know what I mean? That's like yeah. a, that's like inviting me over to a barbecue and when I get there, you said, uh, yeah, we ain't got nothing but Vienna sausages. But you promised me barbecue. Yeah, we ain't got that though. <laughs> so yeah, five out of ten for me, and you said you give it a seven out of ten, right? Yeah. All right, so which brings us to the last thing of the day, which is Razer. They make uh, gaming laptops, supposedly some of the best gaming laptops in the world. I've personally never uh, used a Razer to play a game, but um, you hear glowing yeah, things. Yeah, we're, 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 we're peasant people that that's too high quality for us. <laughs> and too so, expensive. Yeah, supposedly they're like, they're the best of the best, you know? They're really great. <laughs> but you know, um, they, they they did this long form presentation bringing back uh, their uh, Razer Blade 14, which is supposed to be the most powerful 14 inch laptop, the thinnest 14 inch laptop in the world. And it comes in two different varieties, I think, um, as far as the RTXs. I think you got the 3070 and the 3080. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so how do, how, how do you feel uh, about that? You know, um, how, how, how do you think if you had the money that, you know, you would like to see this, uh, you would like to have this computer 
Because me personally, I would have to see it in action first. Yeah. I like to uh, see it in action, yo. Know, before I. Because <laughs> they split how small it sounds and how powerful it is. It sounds like a Susie Turnell is going to explode. Like, I just go here as soon as you start to turn it on. Yeah, I mean, he just kept stressing. They got ports for days. You know, ports over here on the left, ports over here on the right. If you look real hard, we got a port in the middle of the screen. Now, that's that's innovation. <laughs> um, but he's saying that they've created um, the, therm the thermal cooling system um, with some type of, you know, engineering, engineering scientists saying that the, 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 the blades of the fan are thin as human hair and that's what makes it to have such a small form factor and can cool it so i just would i mean like to see it because as we was doing it i told you as we was listening to it i told you well this computer must gonna be about three thousand dollars twenty seven hundred you know and you know it and and let them tell it but you got to understand he said it was two different versions of it and he said it's starting at 1799 so I'm pretty sure that next version, the three, the 3080 version, goes up into the 2000s. Well, yeah, like I, I'm not sure. I, I don't need a laptop that's that small. Like I'd be fine with it being less expensive and it just being bigger. So. Are you the type of person that would prefer that 14 inch screen or would you like a, a tad bit bigger screen? Uh, a tad bit bigger screen. Yes, that's what I would like to. I mean, I understand you want to have good compact computing gaming power, but depends on the type of game. Let's say you play like a game that has a reticle or something that you have to move across the screen. The smaller it gets, the harder it is to see that damn thing. You know what I mean? So I would rather have a bit of a tad bit bigger screen just so a few more details could pop as far as uh, me seeing what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Because smaller doesn't I mean, I, I'm not caring about compact size. If I'm a gamer, I'm not caring about trying to have the smallest possible form factor uh, laptop. I, I care about it being able to run the game that I'm playing. And I don't care if I got a 17 inch screen, you know what I mean? Cause that's what I bought it for to play the game, not to barely be, you know, up on the screen, squint, squinching my eyes, trying to see the screen. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, like I said, that, that was interesting. And they also came out with a 27 inch uh, monitor, which Costed $799, which I was saying that that's a lot for 27 inches, but it's it it, it was THQ certified. Mm -hmm. And I was saying that I might just I would like to have me a game plan monitor for, for the PlayStation 5. Because right now we have it hooked up to a 70-inch TV. And anybody who plays gamers know that sometimes when you have it hooked up to those big TVs like that, sometimes you don't get a true representation as far as response time and color uh, of, the, of, of the game. Yeah. So, so would you prefer, you know, to have a gaming monitor if you had, like, uh, for your Switch or... or or, or, or is um, any TV is okay to you? Any TV is okay to me. 
Plus, you know, I know it's like three screens wide, but I, I just prefer the, the one, you know, rectangular screen for my gaming. You said you, you prefer what now? Uh, I said I prefer that it just be one rectangular script game and stuff that being like uh, three monitors wide. Okay. And one of the cool factors about that, um, about the monitor, it says that it came with, you know, like a stand where you could literally hook up three monitors and look like you is on the deck of the Starship Enterprise. If you would have a, a table that could support three $800 monitors at that particular point, you're a boss. I mean, straight up boss. If you got three 27 inch monitors on your, you know, as he called it, battle station at that point. I mean, you, you, you'd be feeling like you don't need to leave where you at. You got three of those 27-inch monitors that's sitting there chilling like you at the command center for, for you know, the Justice League or something. Yeah. I mean, you could probably set it up with wallpapers and stuff. <laughs> and then also they uh, debuted a charger uh, pretty much uh trying to tell you that they've reinvented the charging brick for cell phones and and things like that saying it has uh, uh it's literally half the size producing the same power but has the ability to charge at least four other devices including your cell phone and it sells for 179.99 and to me that seems like at this point you just got money to blow because most people already got they stuff what they charge up their devices on anyway at that point you just trying to look cool or you just trying to want a uh, form factor make people say what is that because it's to me that will seem unnecessary at this point yeah like, i guess it's good i guess it'd be good for um you know travel though so you don't have to carry so many you know things with you I guess, but if you're a person, um, let's say like our family, you're already going to have your uh, four to six port charging thing anyway as it go, right? Aren't, aren't you already going to have that? Because all that is, is essentially that, except for it could charge up your cell phone, I mean your uh, laptop too, right? Yeah. So if you're a person who's into technology, you already got a multi-port thing that charges up everything. And for a third of the price. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so what would you get? We're going to get ready to wrap this up. And we just giving it. If you're just tuning in, this is um, Gaming with the Watch the Podcast. We're doing a wrap up of day three of E3, giving our uh, assessments, uh, reactions, and we're getting ready to uh, wrap it up. What would you get Razor for their presentation? Uh, 8.5 out of 10. Okay, well, to be honest with you, I didn't know what to expect from them. And I found myself listening to every word that this man said. So I'm going to go on record and give him a 9 out of 10 for the simple fact that he wore me over when he stressed that we could have took the easy way out. We could have did things simple, but we at Razor, we don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also they they rebuild the mask and stuff. Oh yes, and they did uh Project Hazel, is it called? Yeah. Yes. 
Um, so yeah, that's I mean, that's pretty much I will give them a nine out of ten because they're also looking out for the environment and um just to know that they're they they don't take shortcuts and it seems like he said it like he meant it. Then so uh overall, the overall for the day, I get a day seven out of ten, you know, for the whole uh cause um I don't know the whole inclusion thing uh kind of was a dragger even though i do believe people is uh need to be included but i don't know if you had to make it such a long version of it yeah i i'll give it um no a, a, a six elkin okay well, then, yeah a few more game game cases game shows and stuff Okay. Um, look at Dominique being a tough critic. Six out of ten. That would be a failing grade, people. Well, failing grade of 60. <laughs> or at least a low, what, D? No, that would be an F. 60 is an F, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's been, that goes to show you guys, it's been a while since I've been in school. Um, but yeah, there you have it. Um, and overall, Dominique gives the day a six out of 10. I give the day a seven out of 10. But uh, tomorrow, Dominique, uh, you should be satisfied. You got your Nintendo coming up tomorrow. So are you looking forward to it? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. So uh tomorrow you had a nintendo direct and a nintendo uh treehouse tomorrow and yes. um you got bandai namco uh entertainment yep. um you got eureka studio and then you got the game spot play for all showcase and then they, they got an official E3 2021 award show. I don't know what that's about, but um, I guess they're going to give out awards. Um, I could think think of two or three people that's not, two or three companies that's not going to win an award, Capcom. Um, so, <laughs> so that's what's coming up. Stay tuned tomorrow, guys, uh, for as we wrap up E3 and we... Um, you know give you our uh, personal thoughts and assessments and um thank you it's good to be back any uh final thoughts you want to leave the people with uh, my lovely darling daughter uh no um but i do want to say for those getting a little bit tough you got thought you know this is the first e3 in the year and we're still in the midst of a pandemic even with vaccine so i say you know, try to lighten up a little bit on E3 and presentations and stuff to, to just get back into the group of things. All right. Well, there you have it. She said, y'all, you know, don't be so hard on them. It's been a year and let them get back into the groove of things. All right. Um, with that being said, we're going to leave it right there. Thank you for tuning in to Gaming with the Watts. I am your host, Mario. She is my daughter, Dominique. And this is the podcast that comes to you from a gamer standpoint. And always remember, a family that stay, that plays on the sticks together, sticks together. And with that being said, uh, Gaming with the Watts is out. Talk to you tomorrow, guys. <laughs>